often beats with Clint. Ew. I'm not fat. Your eyes are just wide. <sighs> it is 10.53 a.m. on what's day? Oh, it's Friday. No, I used to actually do freestyle Fridays back in the day. But then uh, I figured out that I suck at it. I suck at uh, rhyming words together in synchronization. So instead of being forced to fit in a beat or being criticized for not fitting in an instrumental per se, I just decided to go to the often beat my own drum. And, uh, Speaking of drumsticks, I had a fried chicken yesterday. Actually, I had KFC. And I actually tried the KFC sandwich. And, um, it may be the greatest chicken sandwich I've had in the past two weeks. Because three weeks ago, I had Zaxby's. So, there's a little chicken sandwich update for you. Um, Welcome to episode 12. I don't know if I've said that yet. Um, I'm actually trying something new. I've never recorded at 10 in the morning before. Just woke up about an hour ago. um, Brushed my teeth. And um, just have let the day come as it is, right? Actually, I start back going to work um, next, whatever July 2nd is, that's when I go back. Um... Why am I telling you this? Um, It's because I am dreading the day. Which if I'm dreading the day, maybe I should do a little surprise. And um, not show up. I think that would probably probably be the best for everyone. But of course, I love toxicity. It really drives my sanity. Toxicity, it really... It really drives who I am. It really makes life more interesting to live. By the way, I don't I don't condone this quote I heard from a video I saw. But, you know, this girl, she was on a podcast or whatever. And she basically said that she would rather be in a toxic relationship than not. Because when she had someone that, you know... Gave her everything in the world or whatever. She truly, uh, it was boring. And it was not, it was not fun. It was not, it it didn't make her feel whole. But, you know, when the other guy would, you know, break her cheekbone, it was, um, that made her feel more, more like alive, I guess. And... It learned, made her learn how to keep her mouth shut by default. And she just didn't learn to keep it shut when she 
spurring that though. But hey, you know, teach their own. I'm not a someone to criticize people, except myself. I criticize myself a lot. I actually think criticism is actually a good thing. But it's funny how criticism we change the words like we we change words and meanings when they to whatever makes us feel better, even though we're literally saying the same thing. Like, for example, telling like telling someone the same thing, but it sounds different. Like someone, like someone who wants to be broken up with a certain way. They say, oh, you got to follow all these instructions in order to make sure you did it the right way. You got to meet me in person. You got to dress up, take me on a date, and then expose it to me. And some people you find out when you uh, send her a video of you blowing her mom's back out. They're both the same message. They both got the same result but one made you feel better and one's gonna cause you trauma for probably the next three years of your life and it's funny how we we want to be told like we're always talking about we want honesty but we actually just want it oh shit I don't know if you heard that but I farted um, who that one does not smell good. It smells like a chicken guacamole taco or burrito from Del Taco. And the $1 crispy chicken taco. It's got two of them. One ranch, one habanero. Not the point. But, um, it's like you can tell someone how you want something. And you could say it in all the nice ways. Or you could tell someone the same news. You could tell them all the right. You could tell them all the nice ways. But you're still saying the same thing. Like, oh. Uh, so, I saw a picture of... I saw a video of your mom on the news. And it's like, oh. That's great. But little do you know it's not great. It's like... They could tell you, hey, I saw your mom on the news. Um, It's part of breaking news, actually. Like, whoa, that's great. Um, But they kind of didn't reveal that the breaking news is that um, your mom kidnapped the mayor of Oklahoma City. It's not the great news that you want to hear. You think, oh, my mom's winning a Nobel Peace Prize Award. Or, oh, she saved a cat from a tree. By the way, like, does anyone actually save cats from a tree anymore? Like, can you actually call the fire department and they waste 20 minutes getting a cat out of a tree just for two days later to be run over in the middle of the road anyways? Like, I've never understood that. Why is this such, like, a normal thing? The cat's... How do you how can you get up stuck in something but can't get away down? Like well, it's like what goes up must come down. Gravity. And uh but words. The words and how you say it matters, right? 
you tell like you tell someone you care for them for example i care for you i care for your well-being but it's so generic it's like yeah i care for your well-being but what does that mean it literally means nothing me care for my well-being oh like what does that mean oh you just hope i don't die within the next month or so you hope i don't get cancer you hope i don't tear my acl while squatting 335 at the gym like what do you mean my well-being well i'm taking my vitamin c supplements i'm drinking my emergency two packets that's 2000 milligrams or is it mcs i don't know magnesium big like, what do you mean my well-being? Oh, I hope you're mentally well. What? What the fuck does that mean? I'm mentally well. When am I not mentally well? I'm literally well. It's just funny how it's, it's always like these weird caveats. People want news or people want information. But they want it received in a certain way instead of for what it is. Like, it's like how, what news outlet you go to. I shouldn't have to go to, if two news outlets are speaking the same story, they're talking about the same story, right? When I listen to both of them, I shouldn't get whatever. I shouldn't get any different interpretations because the story is a story. Whatever happened, happened. You know, breaking news, some celebrity died from overdose. I shouldn't turn on the one channel and then talk about how, uh, see, this is what happens when you have Satan and the Illuminati taking over Hollywood. You got people selling their souls and then they get attached to drugs, become depressed, and then 30 years later, they finally die of overdose. They actually turn on one where it talks about how we need to sympathize so much. It's like, do we? It's like, how we? It's just, this is sad and unfortunate. It shouldn't be judging of someone's personal life, of why they died and why they were in those positions. And it also shouldn't be this whole over the top of, oh my God, what is the world going to do now? It's like, People have been dying for years. It doesn't make it less hurtful, but people are born, people are die every day. It's this realization that the world doesn't stop because of your personal problems, my personal problems, family issues. Like, the world doesn't stop. Like, but how, like, how you want to be told news? Like, oh, I want to. Like, you can tell me that you have a problem with me, but you don't just come at me and tell me you have a problem with me. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, understand me. And if you don't understand me, then don't come at me. And if you have a problem with me, you can't come at me. And if you can't stand me, then don't stand in front of me and come at me and tell me the problem that you have at me. Because that's not how you tell people you have a problem with them. You know, you got to do all these roundabouts to tell someone you have a problem with them. Because it makes you comfortable. The whole point of 
conflict and confrontation is uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable. That's the whole fucking point. If it was all comfortable, we wouldn't have conflict. I wouldn't have an issue. You wouldn't have an issue with me. By the way, this literally has... This is not towards anyone. I don't associate with anyone like that right now. But I see it enough. Places I go, places I chill. Like uh, three days ago, I actually went by... uh, I went inside a Culver's burger place, right? I was waiting in line, right? You know, they're the place that has those, like, thick-ass milkshakes. And they have burgers. It's basically like a slightly more enhanced... Steak and shake. And. So. I'm in line. And this dude. He's on his uh, iPhone. I don't know. Probably like iPhone 10. 9 or 10. It looked fairly new. But not that new. But like he didn't have on speaker. But I could hear everything. I'm just sitting here waiting in line. There's like one person in front of him. Then him. And I'm the third. And he's one of those people that waits till he gets in line to ask his wife or his girlfriend. Oh, what do you want from here? Instead of taking care of that fucking business, I don't know, before you show up, I don't know, before you leave the house, why don't you ask her what the fuck she wants and write it down? Or on the way there, call. All right, let's give the benefit out. Let's say you weren't at the house and she wasn't at the house. Let's say you were out and about and you stopped by and you're like, oh, let me give her some. You know what? When you get to the parking lot, you call her, figure out what the fuck she wants, write it down, memorize it, go up, then order. You don't get in line, call, then get to the fucking front register, then ask, you rude ass fucking god damn it, I hate when people do this shit. And you're sitting there, you're wasting the regi- the person at the register's time, you're wasting the people behind you time, because all of this could have been prevented by preparation. The separation's in the preparation. Shout out Russell Wilson. Is that something Russell Wilson would do? I don't think so. He's all about preparing. Probably wouldn't even eat at Culver's, because, you know, he can afford better. Goddamn, him and Sierra. Whew, money. But, um... So this dude, he's asking his girl what she wants. And worst of all, she's feeding into it. She's like, "Mm, I don't know. What do they have? So then this dude has the audacity to not untuck his nutsack and be like, look, they have burgers, chicken sandwiches. What do you want? Now he starts, well, they have the one where it has cheese, onions, lettuce, tomatoes. And they have this one. Where it has bacon, white cheddar. He's listing like all seven of the combo items. Everything that's layered on the fucking burger. This dude is spurting it out on his fucking phone. And he's sitting there. And I'm just like. You fucking bitch. You're telling me you don't know what type of burger your wife likes or your girlfriend. I know you live together because you said I will be home. So that means you guys live together. I don't know. Maybe you live at her parents' house, which you look like you were like, I don't know, 29. Uh, probably not a probably not a great look on your part, but whatever. Not the point. All right. And if you live at home at 29, you cannot be that difficult. You cannot have these type of standards for yourself. 
to think you have the audacity to hold up a line. You don't you don't get that merit. All right. And then this dude is listing every item. This and that. I can see the registered face. She's, you know, she's doing her best. Like, you know, she's trying to help him out. Like, hey, actually, like, if you're, like, tell me exactly what you're looking for. What is she like? And he doesn't acknowledge her. He just keeps on the phone talking to her. And this dude's wearing sunglasses inside when it's partly cloudy outside and 82 degrees. Will it rain later? Maybe. You still don't need shades inside. You're wearing... What was it? He was wearing like a CPAC t-shirt. And he was wearing some like trunks, like sea trunks or swim. What are they called? Yeah, swim trunks. Except he was wearing underwear on it. Were you afraid going commando? You afraid to see your little bulge go through? You afraid for the girls to see it at the pool? Um, Maybe that's why you went to the burger place, brought a burger home. Because that was the biggest meat she was going to be getting all day. But beside the point, you're at the register. Listen all the fucking items. Then, see at first it was just, when he got up, it was just me behind him. The dude was at him for about six minutes. And then a line of people come out. Because it was like middle of the day, lunch hour, lunch break. I'm not lunch break because I'm off from work completely for a long time. But I'm in line. So I'm here. And as this man keeps listening, I felt bad because you could tell they didn't have enough people to have a second person. I don't mind waiting if there's a reason to be waiting. I have no problem if there's only one person at the register and she's doing her best to keep it. But when there's an asshole customer taking advantage, this is the worst time to be paying the ass. They have three registers. Be the biggest pain in the ass. People can go around you. It's like if you broke down in traffic, people can go around you. Put your hazard lights on. Pull over in some like median, like striped lane. Pull over to the side. Or even if you broke down, put your hazard lights on so people know to go around you. Put some hazard lights on the back of your fucking shirt to know how much of a fucking pain in the ass and how much you just stopped up the line like your traffic, okay? And then, I'm not even exaggerating when I say at least four minutes go by. Four minutes is four minutes, right? Four minutes when you're standing there, and you have to pretend to like look around and not be awkward because you don't want to stare straight into the back of the man's head. You don't want to just stare like back there and make like employees uncomfortable in general so you just kind of like do your thing and you don't want to be that guy that just looks down at your phone and act like you're completely anti-social or nothing like that because I'm not and I just hate when people are just looking down their phone and completely unaware of their surroundings when you're standing up and at a place like this like wait till you sit down don't be standing there in the middle by the soda fountain on your phone texting and shit like Get your Diet Coke and sit the fuck down, okay? So, this man, I'm not even that four minutes felt like an attorney before he said, you know what, I think she'll just get a plain burger with just cheese, nothing else. I'm like, four minutes for that. But then, This is where the whole situation changed. The lady at the register said, Would you like to make that a double cheeseburger? Would you like to make that double cheeseburger? And this man said, Hold on, let me check. Uh, 
So this man was still on the phone, but you know, you could tell he's about to hang up. And he's like, hold on. He's like, sweetie, sweetie, you there? You there? You there? And she said, yeah. What? The lady asked, would you like to make that double? Dude, just make it a fucking double. And now, you know what she asked? She's like, well, how much is it? And he's like, I don't know. Let me ask. He said, he asked the lady, how much is it to make it a double? I think she said like a dollar fifty. And he's like, it's a dollar fifty extra. She's like, do you mind? And of course he's like, of course not, honey bun munchkins, a little butterfucker. Can't wait for you, you know, you to touch my kneecap when I get home. And then the audacity. She's like, wait, wait. Well, if it's going to be a double, can you add mayonnaise and lettuce and tomato? Why the fuck does adding the second patty make you want to add mayo, lettuce, and tomato? So you could call it a double D, double deluxe? Because if it's just a single cheeseburger, you know, it doesn't have a cool nickname to it. Why the fuck? Oh, now you don't care about your calorie intake? Oh, go fuck yourself. And the dude. My problem is with him. All of this could have been settled outside. You wasted six minutes to order a number two. Thinking your order was so fucking special, so modified. I'm sorry. And then he had the audacity to apologize to late. I'm sorry for all that. She can be difficult. Nah, dude, you're fucking difficult. You're a pussy. You're a fucking asswipe. You can get all the information before you get in line and hold up the line. You sack of shit. An inconsiderate fuck. So he gets his receipt, I get up there. Anytime, like, I think we all feel like anytime we get behind someone that's just, like, over the top, extra, pain in the ass, piece of shit, most of us can, you know, resonate with that, dealing with that in our lives. And I see the look on the register's face, you know. You know, like, that look after someone deals with something difficult and you just look at them and you just shake your head and they're like... And... You know, trying to be professional. And I was like, then I made a joke. I wouldn't even call it a joke. I was like, hmm. I pretend like I didn't know what I wanted for a second. I'm like, hold on. Let me call my mom. And she looked at me and I'm like, I'm kidding. And we just started laughing. Made each other's day. I made her laugh. And you know what the moral of the story is? If you ever get behind someone who's difficult as fuck at a place, any place, it could be Walmart, it could be Culver's, Steak and Shake, Del Taco, Cookout, McDonald's, it could be Sears, it could be uh, Buckleate, it could be Hot Topic, it could be Red Lobster, it could be Juicy Crab, it could be a bocce, it could be Dollar Scoop, it can be Takeout Chinese. It can be a local furniture store. Anytime 
you get behind these people. Make an extra effort to make the person who had to deal with that person. Just make them laugh. Joke about, don't acknowledge what didn't happen. Don't acknowledge the bullshit that just happened. Everyone knows what's happening, but you know she can't say anything and, you know, realistically keep her job or something like that, you know. Just go up there, acknowledge it, and be like, wow, this fucking guy or this fucking bitch. Like, make their day a little bit. You know they feel it. No one's going to be like, don't say that about them. No, say it about them. Make their day. And it made my day. <sighs> but, um, yeah. There's a little story. A little, Just a little short 18-minute story. Something like that. So, um... I, uh... Thinking about getting a new car. Why? I just feel like I've... I'm just tired of it. Like, I'm not a big car dude by any means. Like, I don't care, like, the specific models. I don't care where it's manufactured. Like, I really don't care that deep in the cars like that. And... Sometimes I just feel like you need to change the scenery. Like, by change the scenery, I mean, I just want a clean car without cleaning it. Like, I don't want to go through the effort of vacuuming every pine straw that's in my car, taking out all my water jugs, cleaning out all my cum stains. Like, I just, all the crumbs from, you know, any like lettuce crumbs aged from Taco Bell. It's a pain in the ass, man. It's a pain in the ass. I'm one of those guys that I rarely ever do car washes on my car. I wait till it rains. It's like God's work. You ever wonder? Do you ever wonder if like that saying, if the shoe was on the other foot, it's like, it's a very contra, it's like, do you mean if my right fo- shoe was on my left foot and my left shoe was on my right foot? Because, yeah, that would be hella uncomfortable. My ankles would feel really weird. Your balance and your sense of access direction would go all over the place. Well, of course, I know that's taking it too literal. It means if you had to step a day in someone else's shoes, how would that be? And, you know, that that saying, I it really is, is saying that, like, if you were in this person's situation, you'd be exactly like them. And re- realistically, most of the time, that's not true. Like, if, you, like if someone's saying, don't judge someone's decisions because... If you were in their shoes, you would have made the same one. It's like, it's a hell of an assumption. That's a hell of projection. But that's not true. Because, like, you could put every single person in the same situation in this world. And, like, there's going to be groups and how everyone acts different. Like, you're going to have a group over here. Like, 15% of the population is going to 
be down in the dumps of this situation. Then you're going to have 15% on the complete other end that thrive in that situation. Like, like I put it like this, not, not to make it like too deep and down in the dumps, but like if if your parent dies, right? Some people never recover for the rest of their lives. Like, you know, they, like they literally let that life ends for them. And then you have other people, their parents die. It hurts. They deal with it in the moment. But, you know, they may go back to work three days later. And, of course, they're not going to be, like, the same. But they have a different, like, mentality of, like, you're going to still feel all the pain. But you just learn to compartmentalize it. You keep going. You just keep doing the responsibilities you still have to take care of. Because realistically, life doesn't stop just because, you know, it has mentally stopped for you. That's not the way it works. Not preaching the choir here, but, you know. Oh, say. And I think people misuse that term because it's like, like if someone says, oh, what would you do if you got fired from your job, right? Because someone gets fired from the job, like. Everyone goes through different processes. Like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign that I need to, like, you know, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. I take time off from work. I get fired. Maybe I go on a little vacation if I have money. Or even if I don't have money, take some time off and just, you know, reassess things in my life. You know, see where I want to go from there. Some people get fired from their job and think the world's over thinking they can never recover because they were making X amount, thinking that, uh, well, I guess uh, if this job doesn't want me, who who does want me? It's like, man, anyone that's hiring um, and in need, like, the point is that everyone can deal with the same thing differently. People deal with pain differently people deal with heartbreak differently people people deal with the loss of someone people deal with the loss of their income people deal with the loss of their purpose of living like how you deal with that is very up to you but for some reason we put the onus on the situation more than us like bad things happen to essentially everyone in this life Sometimes some people have more bad things happen to them than others. Um, some of that can be just shit in your life happens. You can't prevent. Like you get go outside, walk the street, be as healthy as fuck. Go walk the street. Boom. A grand Cherokee just flips you up in the air. And then you paralyze. And, or let's not even say you're paralyzed. Let's say... You you have to go through 12 months of therapy after surgery, putting your legs together and shit. And you recover, but you're never really the same in your legs. You're never really the same down there. And you know it. can't be justified because people see you walking, but you don't feel the same. And, you know, realistically, you may never will. Some people would get through that therapy thrive through it and accept the fact that they may never feel the same, but they'll be damned if they don't try 
to do everything they can to feel like they did before or even feel a better version. Some people get hit by a car, flipped up in the air, forced to do therapy, don't want to do it. They get through it and they think that's a death sentence on their life. The reason why I like I say this is because I feel like people don't take accountability for a lot of their shitty actions. People don't take accountability for people blame situations in life more than their own doing. I mean, there's a case to be said, like, I'll just say personally, there's a lot of people in my personal life, um, friends and otherwise, that it they blame their situation for situations that they have been in for years and years, but have not made an active effort to ever make it better. Now, I know what gives me the right to say that they haven't made an active effort. Well, I have no problem if you're happy with whatever you are in life or all that shit. Like, I don't care. But just don't sit here and complain to me about it. I really don't, like, I could be compassionate and caring and just realize that, like, man, like, if you're complaining about the same shit for a long time, one, get over yourself, two, get over yourself and do something to help get over yourself. Like, it's trial and error. I understand it's not a simple solution. I understand that life's not this, you know, easy handout platter to fix all your problems when they come up because you got to know yourself well enough to know what will actually fix your problems in a good way and not cause more problems to yourself or other people for example and it's just very very agitating you know I just, sorry, there was something on the sensor completely. I'm going to check this real quick. What does that say? Eh, whatever. Just some orange symbol in the fucking middle. Just some orange fucking symbol in the middle. I thought I had a, thought I had like a Cheeto on my forehead. But, what's, it just can get very draining to see people and not only do they not only do they keep blaming situations that they trap themselves in when they have full free autonomy to fix them to like and realistically in their situations, the only thing that's holding them back is them. And I try not to be a person and be like, I have the answers, because I don't, trust me. But it gets very, very annoying because I think I think when you see it a lot on, you know, in social media and shit like that, it's really, it just gets tedious. It's like, I understand, like, you have issues, but like, goddamn, stop saying, I'm bored. Someone text me, please. It's like, what makes you think putting that out is going to make someone actually want to talk to you? What am I going to talk to you about? Oh, man, who made you lonely? I can make you a little less lonely. I'm lonely if you are. It's like... It's so... It's so 
pathetic. But back to whatever. I, I, I just like, and I know I'm not the only one that feels this. I'm certainly not reinventing the wheel here. But complaining and justifying and doubling down for your justification is just as worse as the actual situation you're in. I don't care to hear that you got kicked out of your mom's house a year and a half ago. It's been a year and a half. I give people a period of time to deal with their shit. You know, hey, for a year and a half, you know, or like for a month or two, hey, man, I get it. You know, do what you got to do. You know, I understand it hurts or whatever, but it's been a year and a half. If you were still in the same situation or worse, at that point, it's a you problem. It doesn't mean I look at you any less. I just don't care to hear you complain about something that you don't make an active effort to make better. It's like complaining about being fat and out of shape and being unhealthy. But what are you eating today? When's the last time you gone to the gym? How active are you? Are Do you even take 10 to 15 minutes of jogging a day? Like, what do you do? Don't complain to me about your weight. And then say, if someone doesn't want to date you, they're fat phobic. It's funny how we, we say certain preferences are okay to have. But others aren't. Me personally, I have no preference. I love all the ladies of all sizes and shapes. I really do. And people have told me I'm wrong for thinking that. People have told me that I'm wrong for for being okay dating a girl that's big or that has, you know, a plus size girl, whatever. I just say like, I don't know, like, I don't like maybe it comes from me because I don't want someone to sit here and criticize every pound I lose or gain. Like, I'm just. I grew up a certain way where I struggled with weight growing up. And it's still to this day, it kind of, I'm more control of it than before. Where at least if I realize that if I'm not where I need to be shape-wise or health-wise, I know what I need to do. And I know not to, you know, blame anything but myself and my choices for my diet and my workout regimen. Like I've known the blame of myself. So if someone else is happy with theirs and I'm with them. I'm not going to be like, hey, like, you need to go get a tummy tuck or something. Like, that shit's, like, wild. Like, we could, like, I'd be more than happy. Like, hey, let's work out together. Let's do this. Like, that's cool. But I just, like, I don't know, like, people were telling me, like, you should never date because if you reward a girl or you reward a person who's unhealthy and stuff and you give them love when they're unhealthy. I know this is about to sound really shitty and toxic. This is what people have told me. So if you love or give love to a person that's unhealthy physically, you're rewarding their behavior that, oh, I can be loved like this. I don't need to change. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. 
I think you just either love someone for who they are or you don't. Do you want someone to be in good health so they can be alive for you selfishly? Of course I do. But, like, you also got to understand, like, people have issues with their weight and shit like that because of shit that has nothing to do with you. There's so many things that contribute to someone with weight issues, especially from a young age, like, a lot. Like, it, it, it's not even like the family you grew up in or nothing like that, specifically. It really is your relationship with food, right? Like, you got to notice, like, when do you indulge on food? Do you indulge on food because you make a choice or because you f- every time you feel a certain feeling, it makes you want to eat and you don't know when to tell yourself yes or no? Like, that's a very, I'm not a food expert or nothing like that, so I'm not going to sit here and give diet expertise. But it all comes back to the point of... I do believe when you get to a certain age or point in your life and no one is making your decisions except you and you're not in a Britney Spears situation where you're 33 and your dad making decisions for you, which there may be a reason for that. not saying it's right, but there may be a reason in the sense that Sorry, I don't. My camera just overheated. I don't know how your camera fucking overheats. So yeah, that pause. I forgot what I was previously talking about, but I'll finish it on the audio version. Wrap this up pretty quickly. Um, essentially, there comes a point in life where like you can't blame things for a long period of time when you've been out of those situations, like. It's one thing if you're, like, stuck somewhere, right? If you're completely stuck somewhere fiscally, physically, and, like, financially in a lot of ways, I guess. And but Yeah, man, like, if, if you're not happy with something in your life, like, you have a period of time, a grace period, where you could blame whatever situation that got you in there per se, but other than that, shut the fuck up, it's not empathy, it's not lack of empathy or nothing like that, but, like, there comes a point where it's just like, bro, we get it, but there comes a point where, as as a dude in this world, you gotta understand that. No one cares. And that's the end of episode 12 of Off and Beats. The the moral of the story today, no one cares about, no one cares about whatever bullshit is going on. Like, I feel for you, but get over it. And also, if you're going to go somewhere and pick up stuff for a family or a bunch of people, Write the shit fucking down ahead of time. Alright. Peace. Ooh, episode 12. Oh, remember go follow on TikTok. TikTok. And uh, Instagram. And also subscribe to the tube. Yes. Alright, guys. 
Have a fantastic day. And when you go to eat, make sure you write that shit down.